0: Hello and welcome to another Light Reading podcast live from the OFC Press Room. My name is Phil Harvey. I am an editor here at Light Reading. And for those of you not watching...
1: I'm Scott Wilkinson. I'm the lead analyst for optical components at Signal AI.
0: Very good. And, uh, uh, boy, optical components are... uh, Is that a a new coverage area for Signal AI?
1: We've been doing it for a little over a year. I came in working in hardware about four years ago. Okay. Um, and we handled that handled that off to Kyle Hollis. who's handling that now. Uh, okay. Came out of Nokia and a variety of other places, and doing a fabulous job with it. And uh, I started the new business in components. This is the second year we've done OFC as a components.
0: Cool. Coverage. And and you've been writing about uh, uh, pluggables, as uh, you know as that 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 remains the uh, the, the big headline in, uh, uh, in in the components space.
1: Yeah, pluggables, whether they be coherent or Pam four for data center outside, mm. inside or outside. Uh, CPO and those kind of things are still a little far away, so it's all still pretty much pluggable.
0: The um, in the in the we'll get to the data center stuff in, in a second. Um, what what it, uh, talk to me about 100 ZR and what's what's driving that market and uh, and then maybe also for for folks who are just kind of. Um, dipping in and out of this space why they're not using 400
1: uh, in, in, yeah. in, in place of 100 um, so let me answer that one first and that answer to that question is we we tend to get hung up on the big announcements from the big companies right <clears throat> and we forget that there's a lot of people out there who for whom 400 gig is a huge number mm-hmm. and for whom 100 gig is actually honestly a big number yeah and if you get into the access it's almost everybody that thinks 100 gig is a big number Right. Even the Cable Labs guys who came up with a standard for 100 gig will tell you that not every location needs that. In fact, relatively small number of them. Um, So we published something just recently where I interviewed not the component suppliers, because they all have their their spins, but I went to the equipment vendors who are going to have to build the equipment to put this 100 gig ZR into it, and asked them what their thoughts were were for how is it going to be used, um, how big is the market going to be, what are the challenges? Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating because nearly everybody says, yes, we need it. Right. There's, there's no upgrade right now to 10 gig DWDM. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to find someone who is overly excited about, I need it right now. There are a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, every once in a while you'll, fo- you'll find somebody that says, you know, I don't have any solution right now. But you do run into a lot of people who say, you know, I can do 10 gig DWDM for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do 100 gig PAM4 for a while. But um, I was at Nanog two weeks ago, it was in Atlanta. And I had somebody from a data center operator say... It's the
0: North American Network, Network, Oper- Network Operators Group. Yes. It's not a Dungeons and
1: Dragons thing if you're into that. It may be both. It uh, might be both. and <clears throat> yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but I had somebody who operated, um, who had a colo site inside of a data center saying 100ZR will save them a huge amount of money because they have to pay for fiber between floors. Ah, okay. And they can put in 100ZR, plug it directly into a router, solves a lot of problems. Right. So there is." There is a need for it. It's something we've been forecasting for about two years, a little bit longer. Um, and it's, there's a lot of people working on it right now.
0: Yeah, you said that the in your forecast, 100 ZR module shipments are gonna double for, or your, your forecast doubled for 2025. Right. <clears throat> what, what, what pushed that? Was it, was it the, or, or did something, was pricing a driver in that? Or was, it, was, it, was, was is pricing, uh, it, or is it just the use case?
1: It was mostly the fact that there are legitimate people coming out with a QSFP 28 version hmm. of 100 gig coherent. Okay. So the original forecast was based on a QSFP DD, which is a relatively high power device. Right. So it doesn't fit in a lot of applications. Okay. It works really well for enterprise, mm-hmm. um, the people who are building them are selling a few dozen, they're selling a lot. Mm-hmm. But it had application space that made sense. But to go out into the access where power is critical, especially in Europe, but yeah. pretty much everywhere, the fact that people are legitimately saying we think we can do this in a 28 changed the way we were looking at it. Okay, and to clarify,
0: in the access is going to be your, uh, is this in service provider networks at the network's edge? Yeah, And this is, you know, kind of leading into fiber to the home or fiber to the uh, whatever deployments?
1: Yeah, it's used in places where there's fiber to the home where people are upgrading from 1 gig to 10 gig. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of it is when they put the fiber out there to do that, they want to pick up other things as well. Mm-hmm. So even if you upgrade to 10 gig, you could probably still handle that with a couple of 10 gig DWDM um, because of oversubscription. But if you want to do that and you want to put a, a business on there or you want to pick up a cell tower or you want to pick up something mm-hmm. else, very quickly it makes sense, especially if the price is right, to upgrade to a 100 gig ZR
0: instead. Okay, so 100 gig ZR is taking off. It it, it seems like in the pluggable space it's either happening, The the momentum is either in the, you know, toward 100 or toward 800. <laughs> <clears throat> well, the, the Am mom- I oversimplifying there? Because that is what I do. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, the momentum is still in 400. Mm. The other stuff is sort of just nibbling around the edges of that. Right. 400 ZR, ZR+, 0 dBm, all of those things, huge. And it will continue to be huge and dwarf the other ones for a long time. In fact, the 800ZR that's coming out, I'm talking about this on the show floor in the OIF panel. Mm-hmm. Um, the 800ZR we see is primarily a 400ZR plus, 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 however many pluses you want to put after it. It's a 400 that goes several thousand kilometers. Okay. So now a telco doesn't have to worry about having a, a, problem, a, a product that will only go over certain parts of the network. Okay, inside, um, let's, let's talk about data center
0: optics because that's the other kind of banner headline here. So you've got your transport stuff and then, and then data center. Well, actually, which one seems to be, you know, getting more momentum here? Because it's like the <clears throat> data center optics weren't, um, I guess, are we're, we're just sort of a re- more recent story because they, you know, kind of like pluggables, they've been driven by the cloud providers right. and the, um, uh, their needs and their networks have sort of uh, had a ripple effect back into the service provider networks. Um,
1: what's, what's changing inside of data center optics? I think it's just, we're getting to the point where PAM4 is going to start having some issues. Okay. Uh, So 400 gig is is going pretty strong right now. Um, All the folks who were doing 100 moved up to 400. There is a group of web scalers who are running at 200, and for them to go to 400 doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm. They're waiting for 800. Right. A lot of that's going to be 2 by 400. But the other thing thing that happened with 800 is the AI explosion. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for those, they need the biggest bandwidth they can get. And a lot of 800 gig is going to go directly into AI nodes. As opposed to being part of a data center, hmm. and those are different applications. Right. So 800 gig is going to be huge at this show. They were big at last show, but they really have just started coming out because the chips that support them started to come out. Which means that a lot of the talk here will be about the next generation, which is 1.6. Right. And what do we do at 1.6? And that's where there's a really interesting debate of, is that the point where we go to coherent inside the data center? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is that the point where pluggables don't make sense anymore and we go to full CPO? There's a lot of interesting things that happen. What. I would say in general is people who bet against PAM4 have always lost. Right. But at some point, PAM4 is gonna run out of gas. When it gets to 200 gig per lane, it just can't go that far. Right. And so things are gonna to have to change.
0: Right, yeah, you can only carry so much data so far before you have some kind of physical issue. Correct. <laughs> <Right>. And <laughs> uh, um, again, I'm oversimplifying, but. No, no, that's right. <laughs> But back to the, uh, the, the needs of hyperscalers, um, with, especially with AI, um, that might change the architecture of the data center i mean quite 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 profoundly
1: if if the products can be integrated enough i guess it changes part of the data center from what And and this is something that I'm I'm just right on the edge of, so don't take this as an authoritative, authoritative. this is the way, you know, somebody's building it. Big Um, big asterisk. (laughs) But what we understand from talking to the people who are building these is the AI clusters are generally not the data center. I mean, they're a big part of the data center. They're in the same physical location. They're looking at the data, they're doing things with it. But it's not like that's integrated into the regular data center operation, which is still gonna have to happen. The regular data center operation is still on this 100 to 400, 1.6, or two to four to whatever. It's the AI nodes which are much more clustered together, where they're trying to do things like segment out the memory versus the processing, and trying to get more capability in there. Where connectivity is a huge issue, Mm -hmm. and those are relatively short distances. Yeah, but they need as much bandwidth as they can in those distances. Um, We we talk. It's it's so easy to drift off into
0: conversations about the the future at a a show like this because, like you said, it's all predicated on um, what people are. Not just what they've built, but what they're building toward, and right. and I noticed that a, a ton of announcements around uh, transmission records. Oh yeah, probably more this year than I've seen in a while. A lot of people very proud of, uh, you know, how much bandwidth they got over how much distance, uh, you know, and and how much power savings, you know, they had versus previous generations and that sort of thing. Um, in, in the transport space, do, you know, do do you uh, do you see any sort of uh, uh, anything kind of changing the market fundamentally, or is everybody still just sort of chasing um, one point something terabit, or one terabit?
1: Yeah, the one terabit stuff is really interesting. Um, there's been several announcements, there's gonna be a few others, and people are starting, I guess Acacia's already announced that they did a trial, and they've seen how far yeah. it'll go. Uh, Adtrans done a trial, and see how far it'll go. Nokia's done something, and they've seen how far that will go. But what's interesting about all of them, as you mentioned, power has become such a, a big part of the announcement now. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. used to be, we're pushing it as hard as we can to go as far as we can, but the spectral efficiency isn't really getting any better. At this point, we're kind of at the Shannon limit. right? And so what they're doing is they're finding a way to put more on one laser mm-hmm. as opposed to four or eight or 16. Right. And so the power goes down. And one thing that we've heard repeatedly, especially in Europe right now, is that every RFP has a power penalty built into it. Oh, okay. So power is a huge deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely going to be the, the, the next sort of... Uh, Layer of innovation that gets applied to this is sort of like can can we show the exact same amount with some percentage less power and not buying carbon offsets or whatever you know right right but
1: actually using less power going to five Um, nanometer going to three nanometer doing whatever they have to right yeah
0: just just uh, it'll so it'll be in the manufacturing techniques it'll be in how in the integration how that gets put together and you know like I said maybe it'll be in how kind of the devices are even you know, or even put together and built. You know, maybe
1: there's some form factor that we don't know about yet that might. Packaging is such a big part of these these yeah. next generation things because the signals yeah. inside are so high speed. Yeah. It's not like you can build traces. Everything has to be packaged really well. And as part of that, you get the power savings that people like to talk about.
0: Well, I've uh, 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 eaten up enough of your time and you've got a busy show ahead of you. What, uh, is there any big partic- uh, particular trends you're watching out for or anything you hope to learn at this? Or are you mostly just meeting with uh, Vendors and finding out what they're up to.
1: We're meeting with a lot of vendors. I think last I checked, I had 36 meetings set up, Um, but there's three of us, so we're splitting them up and trying to get as many as we can. Wow! Because everybody is here. This is the first real show, like you said. People have announcements about really interesting stuff this year across the whole gamut.
0: Yeah, I feel like we're we're at a kind of point where there's there's been a a technology sort of uh, leap forward, you know, but almost at the same time in in you know like service provider transmission networks edge networks and data center stuff so um, so that so it is kind of a uh, should be an exciting show and cable show. too don't forget cable they've got stuff here too no i'm forgetting cable i'm not even <laughs> going <talk> to talk about it they have their own show <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah that's true though but 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 it is a uh, uh, it, yeah it's, it's going to be an active show for uh, for those guys as well because they've got they are kind of running up against it in terms of you know uh, extending the life of a network that, right that you know, it has competed with fiber to the home. Uh, you know, in in theory <laughs> for years. They had a an ad in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, and now they're going to compete with fiber to the home, more. You know, in physics. <laughs> yes, they are <laughs> not just in theory. So that'll be that, 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 so that'll be uh, uh, something interesting. I'm not going to. Uh, I, I should bring up 10G just because, but I mean, it, that's that's not that's not a measurement of anything.
1: That's just a thing, right? Well, what they're doing, um, and this also was was they had somebody at NANOG talking about this. Um, mm-hmm. They're doing remote fi, which allows them to get fiber further and further out there, and digital fiber further and further out there. Yeah. And then they're moving up to DOCSIS 4.1, which gets it to about eight gig. Yeah. So I just assumed it was a rounding error.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's service provider math. Right. Um, all right, Scott Wilkinson, thanks so much for uh, taking the time. I appreciate hey, it. Glad to do it anytime. Okay.